Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode six in the book of Colossians. I've told the story before, but if you ever play hide-and-seek with a three-year-old, the point of the game is not to hide. The point of the game, the joy of the game, the fun of the game, is to be found. So the Lord, similarly here, is uh, playing a game. That's a bad, a bad way to say it. But the Lord wants to be found. That's the point of today's, one of the points of today's passage. And it's going to be in a very beautiful and special way. This is from first, or from Colossians chapter 1, verse 24. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake. And in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is, the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known. So this being known is a theme here. The mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed. So the God is being found. He wants to be found, but now revealed to his saints. To them, God chose to make known, God being made known here, how great among the Gentiles are the riches of his glory. How how, great. Great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. That's another theme of Colossians, which we're not going to talk about, at least today. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. So one minor point, the minor point today is that Paul is normalizing effort. He says, I toil, I struggle, I suffer for your sake, I share in the afflictions of Christ. So if your body is tired after you're doing your gift or your ministry in the church, Paul is saying that is normative and it's instructive that it does not stop with sweat. He goes and he adds the spirit. I struggle with his energy, it says. I toil that he can powerfully work. It reminds me of the Philippians 2, 12 and 13. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That's 12. Verse 13 says, for it is God who works. So you work in God's work. And that has to do with personal sanctification. And here we see a similar process with personal ministry, that God is pleased with the toil. He is pleased with your work. God is also pleased with letting him work. So a question for you today is, what do you do that makes you tired? What task is is before you, and in what way are you toiling with his energy in the church? Who are you suffering for? Who are you doing so that he can work powerfully? So there's a God side and a you side. All right, so secondly, the big point of today is Paul is going to reveal a a mystery. And that mystery has been, by his admission, uh, hidden for ages and generations. So there's been this time that's gone on where he's been hidden. So it's it's the hide-and-seek game where he is, you know, behind behind the curtain. But now, but now is the, the deal, is he is now revealing himself. So... God was not always to be hidden. He chose to be found. The main part about this mystery is is not his hiddenness. It's that he chooses to be found, that the hidden becomes revealed. 
So he's hidden still from many because the mystery is revealed primarily to the saints, it says that. But God has chosen to make himself known. He's And it's now, now he's, he's revealing. So verse 27 is kind of the big one. To them, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So how great among the Gentiles are the riches of his glory? So what we have to remind ourselves, what is glory? What is God's glory? Well, the glory is the display of God's character or his characteristics. So when he says, I'm, I'm going to show you my glory, he's saying, I'm showing you a part of myself, a part of my character. And this is what he's doing in this passage. God is saying, I'm going to show myself to a special group of people, that is the non-Jews. I'm going to have the relationship both with the Jews and the now and the non-Jews. So I'm going to make known to the Gentiles. I'm I'm going to make the Gentiles great. How does he do that? Well, by associating with them. So the association of the amazing God with the Gentiles makes the Gentiles great. And I'm going to be choose. I'm going to choose to be found by the Gentiles. So God is saying, I am choosing to be found by the Gentiles. So if you say, let's do a little God hunt, and where should I go and look uh, to go find God? Should I go uh, amongst this this Gentile? Should I go to a new country? Is there, you know, is there a God country now, or a, maybe a world region now? or some mountaintop, or some place of worship, or a temple mount? The answer to all that is no. Uh, you can find Christ, and he wants to be found. And how do you do that? You find him in the people. You find him because Christ has chosen to be in the hearts and the souls of people. It reminds me of the passage in John fourteen twenty three: If anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Jesus said that at the Last Supper, and the and this is fulfilling this massive concept from uh, from the Old Testament, which is summarized in Second Corinthians chapter six. Um, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them. I will be their God. They shall be my people. That concept's in Leviticus. It's in Jeremiah. It's in it's in Isaiah. It's a, it's a it's something that people, the spiritual people, have been waiting for for a long time. All right. So here's the mind blowing thing that God comes down. He comes down in three ways. Number one, uh, he comes down to us. That's the concept of Emmanuel. That God even chooses to be found. That's just amazing. That's number one. Number two is that God chooses to come down for us. And so he comes as a servant. He comes as a sacrificial uh, offering. He comes to die on a cross. And then the third thing, which I think is emphasized in this passage, is God chooses to come down in us, and he lives here, and he's found among us. So those three things, that God comes down to us, uh, that he comes down for us, and now he comes down and he lives inside of us. This is this mystery that Paul is saying is now being revealed that the God chooses to be inside both the Jews and and now expanding his kingdom to the Gentiles. Thanks for listening.